Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, it is 9 June. It's Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And we got some visitors here from up north. We got John and Cecil. Is that how you say her name, Cecil? Cecil. Cecil. Okay. I, when you said Cess, I thought maybe there was something different. So John and Cecil and Chuck and his wife Karen is not here, but she's here in Sarasota. And they've been here a couple times before. And we welcome you guys. It's good to see you. Real wonderful to have you here. So there you go. And... Um, Let's see. I got a bandana, which is not the one I promised from last week. Uh, John and Kathy Saletti sent me four bandanas, and I'm supposed to be wearing one today, and I walked right out without it, and I couldn't call you because my cell phone wasn't working, so my wife couldn't bring it. I, I don't have a cell phone. That'll never happen. But anyway, yeah, I was sitting here stewing that I forgot my bandana, but I always keep spares in my bag, so... And it kind of matches the shirt. I mean, it's bluish and happy, so whatever. But we'll get a bandana from them next week. And let's see here, um, first category, as always, is Israel. From the Times of Israel, I'm going to read a commentary, okay, just a, a very short portion of a commentary by Daniel Landis. Does anybody remember from last week's update who this was? Okay, he wrote, we Orthodox Jews desperately need gay rabbis. He's the guy that ordained that gay person when he shouldn't have been. And this is, I, I bring these up, and I will not stop bringing it up, despite supporting Israel, despite understanding that Christ is returning to them, and that they are his people, and, but they have to go through a refinement process before they are right with him. And this is, once again, Ezekiel 36, 22, which I can cite almost off the top of my head in the middle of the night, is, um, yet not for your sake, O house of Israel, am I going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have blasphemed among the nations, and which they continue to do. Here's what he said. I ordained a gay rabbinical student because requiring people to hide or cure their sexuality <laughs> violates the Jewish notion of law. Yeah. Leviticus 18.22, which states, Thou shalt not lie with a man as one lies with a woman is an abomination, has not been erased from the Torah. But, these are his comments, that biblical commandment does not give us license to ignore or abuse the significant number of carefully observant Jews who are LGBTQ. I would say that the Lord thinks otherwise and that this man will pay a very high price, far above not just rejecting Christ, but for his dismissal of God's law, okay? So just keep this in mind that this is the mindset over there, and these people are pushing this agenda even in the rabbinical, uh, you know, and obviously they're not right with the Lord, so they're not on a happy uh, highway anyway, but they're just adding to their own punishment, which is coming because of this attitude, disregarding the law that Moses gave them, and the only way to be free from that law, I hate to tell you, there's only one way in the planet to be free from that law, and that is to come to Jesus Christ who fulfilled that law. And in Christ, that law is fulfilled, it is annulled, it is obsolete. That is explicitly stated, all three of those terms in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, chapter 8, and chapter 10. It's also said by Paul to be nailed to the cross. Okay? The symbolism is Christ was nailed to the cross, he died. He is the embodiment of the law, and therefore the law died with him. 
But if you are not in Christ and you are clinging to the law of Moses, you will be judged by that law, as Jesus said with his own mouth. And so this is what these people in Israel are facing. And I would pray that they would open their eyes because the tribulation period is coming and there is going to be a giant refinement of that country and of the world at large. So if you don't know Christ, stop watching your prophecy update and go get on your knees and receive him as your uh, uh, savior. All right. He's the only one that can save you. From the times of Israel, 50 years after Stonewall Inn, everybody knows what that is. That's where the day thing started. All these, after Stonewall Inn, U.S. Jewish institutions take pride in LGBTQ support. Once again, same thing going on in Israel is happening right here in America. At first glance, Rose Blechner's double portrait gay flag might be viewed simply as pop culture tribute to the rainbow flag symbolic of the gay rights movement. But a closer inspection reveals a raised Star of David, and it becomes clear the nine-foot by three-foot canvas is really an exploration of the artist's overlapping gay and Jewish identities. For the past year, as a part of the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising, the Jewish Museum's Scenes from the Collection has displayed works highlighting themes of gender and identity. Through these canvases, it hopes visitors will further explore the role of the Jewish people, institutions, and art played in the LGBTQ LMNOP civil rights movement. The museum is one of several Jewish institutions, including the Center for Jewish History, the American Jewish Historical Society, and the Museum of Jewish Heritage, participating in the nonprofit Stonewall 50 Consortium. Once again, Yet not for your sake, O house of Israel, am I doing these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have and continue, that's not in the Bible, I'm saying that, and continue to blaspheme among the nations. The consortium provides the framework for commemorations and celebrations of the watershed event. Jews have always been involved in social issues, and U.S. and gay Jews and allies have been key players in the movement. There you go. From yeah, Stonewall, exactly. A little irony there. From the Jerusalem Post, Israeli gas exports to Egypt expected to commence this month. So there's something good happening. A large gas pipeline, which I think, you know, I'm not trying to speculate beyond what I think the Bible says, but I do think that oil and gas, these wells, are going to be the impetus for Gog Magog. I've said that a million times. I think that's seen in, uh, I think it's Genesis 26, the naming of the wells that Isaac argues over. One of them is Esek, one of them is Sitna, these wells that they argue over. And it's pretty clear that the surrounding nations are going to make claims. And that's speaking of water wells, but I do believe that's a prophetic picture of the wells in Israel, meaning these gas and uh, oil wells that are going to be the impetus for Gog Magog. And it may be coming soon, but here we go. Um, a large gas pipeline to Jordan from Leviathan is currently under construction. Leviathan is that giant gas well that is out in the Mediterranean Sea, and right next to it is the Leviathan. You've got Leviathan and you've got the Tamar wells. They're right next to each other out there. Anyway, this is dealing with Leviathan, and it says um, Israeli energy company Delect Drilling expects to commence commercial gas exports to Egypt by the end of the month. We are continuing the technical testing of the pipeline as planned and hope we will be able to deliver natural gas commercially to Egypt by the end of June. 
In February 2018, Delect Drilling and Houston-based Noble Energy, Inc. signed a $15 billion decade-long deal to supply 64 billion cubic meters of natural gas to Egypt from the Tamar and Leviathan gas fields. Also last year, the companies and Egyptian partner East Gas agreed to acquire 39% stake in the East Mediterranean Gas SAE. Owners of the dormant 90-kilometer-long EMG gas pipeline connecting the Israeli gas network from Ashkelon to the Egyptian network near El Arish. The $518 million deal enables the firms to operate the pipeline, which has laid dormant since 2012 when Egypt ended cut price exports to Israel after supply shortages and repeated attacks on the infrastructure. In other words, what's going on? They already have a pipeline laid. All they need to do is just make any repairs. They need to get it cleaned out and start pumping gas to Egypt, which is pretty wonderful stuff there. It says initial gas delivery through the EMG pipeline linking the Israeli and Egyptian networks is expected to occur from the already operational Tamar Field located 80 kilometers off of Haifa to Dolphinus Holdings Limited in Egypt. Once the Leviathan field, situated 130 kilometers from Haifa, becomes operational by the end of 2019, the partners expect to sell at least 9.91 million cubic meters of natural gas per day to contracting customers in Egypt. So that's pretty wonderful. Once again, I support Israel. I'm behind them as a nation. I do not support their moral practices, and I do not support them having rejected Christ and continue to reject Christ. We've seen how they are still belligerent to the Messianic Jews, the people who have come to Christ and received him. So there's good and there's bad there. But as a people and as a nation, I feel obligated to support them. One, because God has planted them back in the land, and two, because they're the only real viable democracy over there, and they have done exactly, exactly what the Bible prophesied they would do, bringing water out of the desert, the deserts are blooming, fruits being sent to the nations of the world. So it's incumbent on us to separate in our minds the moral issues and what God is doing in Israel and to support what is right, to support them as his people that are going to be brought back to him and restored rate relationship with him, and yet at the same time to reject the immoral things that they're doing. Next article from BCN. We talked about it last week, and here it is completed in Israel. Florida's governor hailed as making the Sunshine State the most pro-Israel in America. Good job. Governor, you have been one of the greatest and most consistent friends of Israel and the U.S.-Israel alliance. You promised that Florida, under your leadership, would be the most pro-Israel state in America, and you've kept your promise. In the name of the government and the people of Israel, I want to thank you for all that you have done. That's Israeli's uh, Minister of Strategic Affairs, Gilad Erdan. So good job for Governor DeSantis. From Christian News today, we've got something today that's going on. Does anybody know what's happening in the world of Christianity today? Nobody knows what day it is? Yes. (coughs) Pentecost. That's exactly right. Thank you. It's June 9th. It's Pentecost. And we have um, something happening in Israel at the same time. Some years they coincide. Some years they do not. Does anybody know what's happening in Israel starting yesterday, going through today, and ending tomorrow? Pentecost. It's just called the Hebrew word Shavuot. Okay? So I might as well sing us how we're here. I'll see if I can find the right chapter in the Bible. Acts chapter 2, I won't read the whole thing, but 
When the day of Pentecost, you know, the reason why I get excited is because this is a feast day. They're all fulfilled in Christ, every one of them. Okay, we know that. Anybody that disagrees with that is wrong. The feasts are fulfilled. But the Lord does things at certain cycles, and one of them may be that he will pick a fulfilled feast day to bring the church home. Well, the church started on Pentecost. If you're a hyper-dispensationalist and you disagree with that, well, you're wrong. But he may decide to take the church home on the same day that he started it. So here we go. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and in the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said, they are full of new wine. I, I've got to go on a little further because of Peter's response. But Peter, standing up with eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For they are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Now you wait until the ninth hour for that. Anyway, there you go. So Pentecost is a fulfilled feast. And how do we know that? Because it says right there, the day of Pentecost, and it's fulfilled, right? And how do we know that the other feasts of the Lord, meaning all eight of them, are fulfilled? The same way the Bible tells us. We don't need to guess, are the three fall feasts yet to be fulfilled? They are fulfilled. If not, then we are not following the right Savior, because he fulfilled the law, according to the New Testament. And if he didn't fulfill the law, meaning all of it, including the feasts of the Lord, then he ain't the Messiah. And he is. Those are fulfilled feasts, but I get excited on these feast days, and every other day of the year, I go to bed. The last thing I say every night before I fall asleep is, come Lord Jesus. And the very first thing I say when I wake up is, Jesus, I love you. So that his name is on my lips when I go to bed, and they're on my lips when I wake up, and I want him to know how I feel about it during the coming day, and what I hope happens at the end of the day. Come Lord Jesus. Okay. Let's see here from, uh, so today is Pentecost for all of you who didn't know. Courier Mail, this is Christian news, by the way. Courier Mail, Brisbane Catholic schools going gender neutral. Yeah, Catholic. Catholic schoolgirls in Brisbane are being taught that God is gender neutral with politically correct prayers that dump male descriptions of Lord or Father. Now, you could make the argument, and you would be right to do so, that God does not have a specific gender in the sense that he doesn't have parts. God does not have parts, okay? God is pure actuality. There's no change in him. There's no substance to him. God is, anybody know what the word I'm going to say is? God is, begins with an S and ends with spirit. Anybody? Spirit. God is spirit, okay? But God reveals himself in the masculine, okay? And there's a reason for that. There's a theological reason for that, and there's also a moral family reason for that. 
So for them to do this, they make an argument, but then they kind of pull it sideways and they, they take an issue concerning the nature of God and they say, see, God is not male. Well, he has claimed himself. I am your father, it says it in the Old Testament. Jesus is obviously a male. He's uh, the son of God. He's fully God and fully man, but he's obviously male. But they're, they're trying to diminish this somehow. And here's this has been going on in churches all over America and the world for years, but now it's happening in Catholic schoolgirls' schools. Okay, it says um, a feminist philosophy towards prayer has been embraced by some of Brisbane's top Catholic girls' colleges. We are now using inclusive language in religion. The Christian Bible describes God as male, but some top schools are stamping out traditional terms such as Lord, Father, and Son. Can't have any of that anymore. Uh, Stuart Holmes School uses gender-neutral language, including the word God-self instead of himself. As we believe God is neither male or female, Stuart Holmes tries to use gender-neutral terms in prayers so that our community deepens their understanding of who God is for them. It's all about you in today's world, right? How God reveals God's self through creation, our relationships with others and the person of Jesus. Students at All Hallows make the sign of the cross in the name of the Creator, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, instead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Laredo College in Corporu, I guess is how you pronounce that, has stripped the word Lord from its prayers as it is regarded as a male term. Prayers written specifically for use within our college do not refer to God as male or female. Loretto, as a leading school for girls, has a commitment to using inclusive language. There are occasions where gendered language may be appropriate, including references to specific religious and biblical figures. What are they going to do? Queen David? I mean, think it. They, they, it, everything gets torn apart by these people, and it's an infection which is just permeating all of our society. It's crazy. Anyway, Christian News. Minister calls out hypocrisy of, I really like this article. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm so far behind this that I, I'm almost about to jump when I first read it. Here we go. Minister calls out hypocrisy of Republican lawmakers toward the unborn. James Reif who leads St. John's Lutheran Church of Nakimi, had been invited to deliver the invocation for the convention, which was held in Oshkosh. He chose to center his prayer on the sin of abortion and urging the Republican Party to work to reinstate the ban that once existed in the state. Okay? Rife began by thanking God for the historical achievements of Republicans in regard to enshrining human rights. Reif then told Republican lawmakers, stating that when they had a Republican governor who identified as pro-life, they did not work to end abortion, but now claim under a Democrat governor who will surely veto any such bill that they oppose the shedding of innocent blood. I like this guy. All right. I should write him a letter. Father, you know that when Republicans had the majority, this is his prayer right in front of these people. Had the, had the majority under Governor Walker, they did nothing to safeguard the rights of the pre-born. Now, however, when we, I like that term too, pre-born. Now, however, when we have a Democrat governor, these same Republicans piously claim that they are against abortion, all the while knowing that any anti-abortion bill that they bring to the governor's desk will be vetoed. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive our Republican legislatures for their hypocrisy 
and fill their hearts with the righteous resolve to work tirelessly, no matter how many sessions it may take to reinstate our 1849 bill that banned abortions in Wisconsin. Heavenly Father, help us always to remember that it's not about women's rights. It's about the right to exist. May this convention drive this truth into the hearts of our unwilling legislatures through Jesus Christ our Lord. Last sentence, what do you think? Reif was told following the invocation that his services would no longer be needed for the benediction that closed out the convention. Bunch of weak need Republicans. That's what's happened in Congress for far too long, and we are dividing this nation into what is morally right and morally wrong, and there's no longer room to accommodate those type of people. And that's why I'm so happy that we have a president that is willing to stand up against issue after issue, and he won't take it from them. They give it to him. They've been giving it to us for years, and we've been rolling over. And what does he do? They don't like it because he gives it right back to them. And we need to have every one of our Republicans that we elect into office. Yes, I can say that because this is not a tax-exempt church. We need to have them vetted to make sure that they will stand up for the rights of the unborn before anything else. Because if we can't get that simple issue right, we can't get anything right. Primaries are important. From Fox News, police say... Holy Spirit saved Speeder from a ticket. This is pretty funny. Divine intervention may have saved a German Speeder from a hefty fine, according to police. Viersen police have shared a speed camera photo on Facebook that shows a dove in flight covering the face of Renault Twingo driver caught doing 34 in an 18 mile per hour zone. So they got this little Renault going down the road, it's speeding along, and there's a dove right where his head is. It's great. The department mused that it may have been the Holy Spirit of Christian belief appearing as a dove. They're making fun of this, but it's kind of cute. As described in the Bible during the baptism of Jesus, and that we have understood the sign and leave the speeder in peace at this time. The police added that they hope the driver will take the hint from above and not repeat the violation, which would have carried a 117 US dollar fine. According to authorities, the dove was also above the limit. But since we don't know where she needs to be on time for Pentecost, we also have had mercy on her. So very, very cute article. But yeah, these police, they understood at least a part of Christian theology, and they were willing to use that to give this guy a reprieve. I really like that article from Islam Today. From JNS, as pressure on Iran mounts, the more unstable the region grows. The recent rise in military tensions in the Persian Gulf between the U.S. and Iran introduces a heightened possibility that Iran will activate proxies against Israel or respond more fiercely to alleged Israeli airstrikes on Iranian assets in Syria. Currently, the Islamic Republic is pursuing a policy based on a phased deterioration of regional stability. Its object is to extract what Tehran perceives as a proportionate price for the Trump admin's chokehold on the Iranian economy. This policy has seen the Iranian-backed Shiite Houthis in Yemen launch long-range explosive drone attacks targeting oil facilities near Riyadh, the Iranian-orchestrated sabotage of commercial ships docked at the UAE port, and a rocket attack on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. We know that Iran's behind those three. It has been also reported suspicious movements of Iranian proxy forces. Iranian missile boats and Quds forces activities in the region in what appears to be preparations for 
escalating the security situation if ordered to by Iranian leader Ali al-Khamenei. So far, Iran's message to Washington has been that it will not give in to American demands to renegotiate the 2015 Iran nuclear deal or discuss any limitations to its ballistic missile program. Iran has already announced that it will increase its level of low enriched uranium beyond JCPOA limits, a threat to break out to nuclear weapons production stage in the future. In addition, Iran is warning that the closer it comes to economic crisis and resulting domestic instability because of U.S. sanctions, the more unstable and dangerous the region will become for America's Sunni allies and their ability to export oil, as well as for Israel's security. Israel must assume that Iran's plans include, in the event of further escalation, the possibility of proxy attacks on its territory and on overseas Israeli targets. Some observers have assessed that the Iran's inflammatory policy in response to American economic pressure was visible on May 4th, when the Iranian-backed Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the second largest terrorist faction in Gaza, initiated a sniper attack on Israel Defense Forces personnel on the Gaza border, triggering two days of intensive fighting. In other words, it, just to make shorten that into one sentence, Iran is causing trouble and they're going to continue to do so more. These sanctions are necessary, we're doing the right thing, but it is going to cause harm throughout the Middle East and possibly around the world as they continue to be hedged in more and more. But our president is doing the right thing. Our pre That's right, I was just gonna say that. Our previous president gave them all of that money. They are able to fund their terror operations with it. He gave them all kinds of sweet deals. He was under their control, he still is I believe. And so we're facing what we are facing right now because of our previous president's actions. From the Jerusalem Post, <clears throat> German intel, Iran buying illegal technology for weapons of mass destruction. This is German intel. This isn't us, okay? The Islamic Republic of Iran is involved in the illicit procurement of technology for WMD, the German intelligence agency for the northern state of Mecklenburg-Vorpommern wrote, in the 206-page report, the intelligence agents wrote, the fight against the illegal proliferation of nuclear, biological, or chemical WMDs and the materials needed for their manufacture, as well as the corresponding delivery systems, including the necessary knowledge in cooperation with other authorities, is also the responsibility of counterintelligence. From these points of view, it is essentially the Islamic Republic of Pakistan, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and the Syrian Arab Republic that need to be mentioned. The intelligence services of these countries, in many ways, are involved in unlawful procurement activities in the field of proliferation, using globally-oriented conspiratorial businesses and commercial structures. According to the report, Iran's regime is making efforts to expand its conventional arsenal of weapons with WMDs. The report noted that the country's criminal customs police prevented an electronic beam welding machine from being sold to Iran. The machine can be used for the production of missile launch vehicles. Extensive attempts were made to disguise the actual customer in Iran with respect to the machine. The real end user was in Iran, but the illicit activity said the end user company was in Malaysia. The efforts to illegally bypass German export 
export control regulations resulted in a criminal conviction of the Bavarian-based company that sought to sell the welding machine to Iran. Good, they got that guy, but they're going to continue to look for these things wherever they can, and it's good that there are parts of Germany that have not lost their sense of what is going on in the world. Very good news there. And finally, our... Um, Final update on the Ramadan Bombathon for this year. Attacks are 173, kills 861 during their so-called holy month. All other religions? Zero. Yes. Mongolia. Xinhua. Mongolia's capital, safer for foreign tourists with student volunteers. Total of 40 selected students are working in the Mongolian capital as volunteers to provide information services for foreign tourists as a part of local efforts to boost tourism. So if you want to go to Mongolia as a tourist, these young students will help you out. The students who are proficient in English are expected to provide foreign tourists with all of the info they need for protection-related services during the tourism peak season, which lasts about eight minutes because it's so cold there the rest of the year. So if you want to go, you better go quickly, okay? Anyway, they started working under an annual program launched six years ago, which aimed at making Ulaanbaatar a safer place for foreign visitors. In an effort to attract more tourists by creating a safe environment, we are running the program called Student Police in collaboration with Ulaanbaatar's police department. The program has helped reduce the tourist-related crime in the capital city. Good job. Mongolia has set a goal of attracting one million foreign tourists and earning one billion dollars in tourism revenues by 2020. So they got to get on the stick because that's, as far as I'm aware, one year away. So million uh, tourists and a billion dollars. Daniel 12 Technology Today. DHS says Chinese-made drones used by cops, ICE, and American businesses could be sending data back to Beijing, with analysts warning that 80% of all drones in the United States are made in China. The US DHS has sent out an alert warning US firms of the risks to company data from Chinese-made drones. The DHS warns data could be shared on a server accessed beyond the company. Chinese technology company DJI, which reported $2.7 billion in revenue in 2017, is the top-selling commercial drone on the market. Pretty amazing stuff there. Thank you for that. Um, one of the things is, you've got to know that this is possible. When you have a drone, Sergio, who had his drone here before he left and he was playing around with it, before it takes off, it identifies the location of eight satellites. Eight satellites, it can get that almost instantly, and you know, if you're in a bad location, you gotta move a little bit and you don't get the eight satellite. It can get more satellites than that, but it finds these locations, and that's because it'll take off from right here. This is exactly where it is. It'll take off, it'll fly, and if you don't bring it back before it's about to run out of power, it will fly itself back and it'll land in exactly the same spot where it took off. Or, you know, if you he was doing a wedding, and he almost lost the drone. He was having it follow him in a car. And so what did he do? He went back to where they had taken off from, and there it was. So uh, this is, it's a good thing, but if it can get eight satellites to get a fix before it takes off, it can send data all around this world that quickly as well. So be aware, if you have a drone and you're doing something classified, you're probably being tracked, okay? And so much for flat Earth, okay? Oh, yes. We got those satellites out there, unless they're all just on a, a flat thing up there and I don't know, whatever, but some people. Okay, from the uh, sun, 
China unveils terrifying new armored truck, which launches swarms of killer drones to attack its enemies. Speaking of Chinese drones, a Chinese defense firm has unveiled a terrifying new battle truck, which can unleash a swarm of killer drones behind enemy lines. The armored war machine, based on a Russian Tiger vehicle, can direct the drones so they simultaneously converge on targets and detonate their explosive payloads. The YJ-2080 is equipped with 12 launch tubes, four for reconnaissance drones, and the other eight for explosive-laden drones, which can travel at 110 miles per hour. Its mission will be to eliminate targets beyond traditional line of sight and kill from above with four-pound bombs. The truck's deadly drone system can search for and destroy its own targets. Earlier this year, China revealed a lethal, fully autonomous drone that can carry out targeted military strikes. The killer drones and pilotless aircraft are fitted with AK-47 rifles and are already being exported to combat zones in the Middle East. Scary world we're living in. From Revelation Plagues today, from Yahoo, China gene babies mutation linked to higher mortality. They went and worked on the genes of these babies so that they could live longer. They're immune to HIV and instead, listen to this. The genetic mutation given to Chinese twins last year, rendering them immune to HIV virus, may significantly reduce life expectancy. Scientists said in a fresh warning against human gene editing. Go mess with what God has done, you're gonna have problems. Chinese researcher He Jiankui provoked widespread outrage among doctors by unveiling the results of an experiment he conducted to alter the DNA of twin girls, prompting authorities in Beijing to announce a moratorium on the practice. He used a gene editing tool known as CRISPR to insert a mutated variant of a CCR5 gene known as Delta 32 into the girl's chromosome at the embryo stage, meaning they are now immune to the AIDS-causing HIV virus. Good job! But a new wide-ranging study of genetic makeup and death registry information suggests individuals carrying the D32 mutation face a 20% higher risk of early death compared with global population. Researchers from U Berkeley examined the health data of 409,000 people of British ancestry and looked at whether or not they possessed the mutation which occurs naturally in around 1% of the population, and how and when they died. After correcting for the ages of those involved, they found those with the mutation were 21% more likely to die before the age of 76 than those who did not. They found that D32 possessors were significantly more likely to die from diseases that are far more common than HIV, notably influenza. The cost of resistance to HIV may be increased susceptibly to other and perhaps more common diseases. Introduction of a new or derived mutation in humans using CRISPR technology comes with considerable risk, even if the mutations provide a perceived advantage, they said. Sad stuff for those two girls, I'll tell you that. And probably anybody, because they may have something else in them that causes a, you know, a mutation of their own genes, which will cause one of the revelation plagues. I mean, it may spread out of those two girls to go around the whole world. We have no idea. From Fox News, Arkansas losing over $20 million a day from record flooding as residents brace for water to keep rising. 
$20 million a day Arkansas is losing. Now, if that was California, I'm sorry, all you that are in California, I just have to say it, I wouldn't care because they throw away money like you can't believe. But Arkansas, I'm sure, cannot afford $20 million a day, but that's what they're facing. For morality today, ABC, Colorado's Jared Polis, nation's first gay governor, signs bill banning conversion therapy for minors. It became the 18th state to ban the practice along with Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. So all it is is offering people that are gay and they want to be cured, you can't do it anymore. You can't even offer it because if you do, you can go to jail. We've got 18 states and this guy, he knows what he's doing is wrong. But because he's doing a morally wrong thing, as you said during our opening today, other people will just, you know, everybody jump off the bridge together and off they go. Okay, Breitbart. New York Times describes fetal heartbeat as embryonic pulsing. They can't say fetal heartbeat because that proves something, doesn't it? So they've changed the terminology, which lefties are great at doing. Changing terminology to fit something that doesn't match what is reality. Several states have passed versions of heartbeat bills, which essentially prohibit abortions after a heartbeat is detected. This typically occurs six weeks into a woman's pregnancy. Louisiana is the latest state to take action. Governor Edwards, the state's pro-life Democrat governor, surprisingly, expressed his support for the bill and signed it into law. In 2015, I ran for governor as pro-life candidate after serving as a pro-life legislator for eight years. As governor, I have been true to my word and my beliefs on this issue. Surprisingly, he's one of the very few Democrats that would actually come out and say this, but the New York Times opted to use phrases that appear to dehumanize the unborn, referring to an unborn child's heartbeat as embryonic pulsing. A state house vote moved the abortion measure to the governor's desk after lawmakers rejected a series of amendments, including an exception for cases of rape or incest. The measure would require an ultrasound test for any woman seeking to terminate a pregnancy and forbid abortion if the test detects Embryonic pulsing, which can occur before, what's that? What causes a pulse? Yeah, what causes a pulse? I mean, it's just an embryonic pulse, don't you know? There's nothing behind it. Caused by a heart. Yeah, which can occur before many women know they're pregnant. Abortions would be permitted only to save a woman's life or to prevent a serious risk to her health. Rather than say the word heartbeat, the New York Times used the words, the pulsing of what becomes the fetus's heart. It also described the legislation as so-called fetal heart bill. They put it in quotations, so-called fetal heartbeat bill, as if it is questionable whether the unborn baby actually has a heart or a heartbeat. So there you go, the state of the world with the lefties again from LifeSite. Bishop, you may have heard this. If not, Bishop says Pride Month activities are harmful to kids, faces huge international backlash. You can't speak the truth anymore or even what you just believe. Can't say it without getting barbecued by somebody. And finally, from the Daily Wire, Sonny Hostin, who's on The View. Sonny Hostin, Jesus would be attending a gay pride parade. I don't think so. From our other category, from the Chicago Tribune, most violent weekend in Chicago this year, at least 50 shot and eight fatally. I saw an article this morning that 20 were shot, I think it was last night. So they may beat their record this week. We'll see. From Fox News, Trump announces escalating tariffs against Mexico. You all know this, but I thought I'd just give you the progression of how the week went, starting at 5% until illegal immigrants stop. And that would, would have been as of tomorrow, 10 June, okay? 
and it would have been 25% by October. So they would have funded the wall, definitely, as he said they would. But here we go from BBC. Mexico won't be provoked by U.S. over migrant row. This is what happened right after he said that. We're not going to be provoked. Mexico's president has insisted his government will not be provoked after President Trump announced escalating tariffs on all goods unless Mexico curbed illegal immigration. Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador described Mr. Trump's slogan, America First, as a fallacy and said universal justice was more important than borders. Exactly what I said was happening. They are overthrowing what the Bible has established. The nations are established by God. Their boundaries are set by the Lord, and they want to overthrow this. And this is the attitude. Let me read that again. He called it a fallacy and said universal justice, which the Bible never speaks of, I'm sorry, was more important than borders, which the Bible does speak of and which the Bible does establish. Stock markets saw sharp losses following Mr. Trump's announcement. From Yahoo, Mexico blocks new caravan of Central American migrants. Well, guess what? I guess Mexico was provoked because they went and stopped a whole caravan coming in. From the Washington Examiner, Mexico is sending 6,000 troops to secure its border ahead of Trump's tariff deadline. So I guess they were provoked. And from Haaretz, Trump announces deal with Mexico on immigration, suspends tariffs. Good job, President Trump. You're doing the right thing. You're upholding biblical values, whether you know it or not. I don't know if he knows that the Lord established the nations, but he seems to understand that as a principle one way or another. From Zero Hedge, 90% of catch and release illegals fail to show up for immigration hearings. No. Since December 21st, 2018, DHS has released at least 190 1,500 border crossers and illegal aliens into the interior of the United States. 190,000 since December. Since December. What's more, the catch and release system often results in work permits, which allow migrants to take jobs in the U.S. while awaiting their asylum claims, which of course hurts who? Low-income Americans the most. ICE officials told Congress that around 87% of illegal aliens skip out on their asylum hearings, forcing the agency to attempt to locate and deport each offender, which is nearly impossible given available resources in Democrats which have sanctuary cities. I added that last part in. Another official noted during the same testimony that around 12% of border crossers actually end up qualifying for asylum, only 12%, which underscores that wholesale fraud committed by illegals. Zero Hedge, are you a petty criminal? Canada just stopped prosecuting minor crimes. Thanks to a crumbling justice system, which has forced courts to prioritize crimes by seriousness, Canadian prosecutors are now letting petty criminals walk free for crimes such as shoplifting, minor assault, and fraud. Lower-end charges are being triaged and falling off our radar because we have to keep an eye on the bigger cases of the homicides, sexual assaults, and robberies, adding that the courts have now adopted a triage system to manage cases by seriousness of the alleged defense. When we look at our schedules, we have to make sure they're falling within the Jordan timelines, and that court time is not getting eaten up by a fraud under $200. The Retail Council of Canada, which represents over 45,000 retail merchants across the country, has expressed grave concerns over recent developments. 
Last year, the Retail Council estimated that shoplifting accounts for up to $5 billion a year in losses for Canadian retailers. Okay? These people know that they can steal up to $200 and nothing is done. We saw that in California where they stopped prosecuting them. What happened? Up went the, it spiked. Absolutely. Everywhere this type of thing happens, it spikes because there is no accountability any longer. No accountability. Mail online. I like this. I don't know about you guys. You might not, but brass knuckles are now legal in Texas after Republicans voted to remove them from banned list for self-defense. State House of Representatives and the state Senate voted unanimously in favor. In current law, it was illegal to possess, manufacture, transport, or sell brass knuckles. Now you want to carry brass knuckles, you can defend yourself with them as well as with your gun. Good job. Zero hedge. Trump to, before I say this, before I read this article to you, I checked first. It is not on a Thursday, so you won't miss Bible class, and it is not on a Sunday, so you won't miss church. So I will read this article. Otherwise, I would have given you a warning to not go. Zero Hedge, Trump to launch re-election campaign at rally in Orlando on June 18th. You've got just a couple days to get your tickets, kids. Almost exactly four years to the day since he rode the golden escalator in Trump Tower to launch what ended up being one of the most improbable and consequential presidential campaigns in history, President Trump is planning to officially launch his re-election campaign during a rally in Orlando. It's going to be hot. Take your water, kids. In Orlando on June 18th, I will be announcing my second term presidential run with First Lady Melania. Is that how you say it? Melania. Melania. Thank you. I knew I did that wrong. With First Lady Melania, Vice President Mike Pence, and Second Lady Karen Pence on June 18th in Orlando, Florida at the 20,000-seat Amway Center. Join us for this historic rally. It's a Tuesday. You're all free to go. Okay, I've got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can guess which article we're talking about. A dove gave reprieve for a fine. Police said it was truly divine. He must learn to go slow so that heaven will know that he heeded the heavenly sign. Good job, Les and Kathy. They did it together. And I got a couple ironies for you. I call this crocktails. Mail online. Call the investigator, G-A-T-O-R, call the investigator. Horrified Florida homeowner finds intruder who smashed their way into her house in the dead of night is a giant 11-foot alligator. Yes. And this next one is very cute. Before I, I got to set it up so you know what I'm talking about. Does everybody know what a alligator float is? One of those things that's in the pool and you can, it's like a, a raft, but it's in the shape of an alligator. Miami News Times. Vacationers find alligator lounging on alligator pool float at their Miami Airbnb. It's actually sitting on the alligator float. So there you go. Such is the world we live in. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaan Batar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is a superior word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.